Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. X-Pac 12360, featuring weekly news, insider commentary, and interviews with superstars, past and present from the world of pro wrestling. A new day is dawning for DX. And now, your host, Sean X-Pac Wolfman. Hey everyone, this is X-Pac 12360. I want to welcome you. <laughs> How's Thank everyone you. doing? Welcome. <laughs> I'm feeling very welcome. <laughs> hey. Uh, anyway, a little bit later on in the show, we're going to have in-studio guests, the real John Morrison and his lovely fiance Taya Valkyrie. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to that. be awesome. I wonder yeah. if they're going to bring their little dog with Presley? them. Presley? I'm pretty sure Presley's coming. Nice. I wonder how, her, I wonder how Lou and Presley are going to get along. Yeah. I was curious about that as yeah. well. We might uh, get a little jealous. She's not going to be the only star on the show now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she does get jealous. <laughs> Man, WCW versus NWO of dogs. <laughs> the, the WCW versus NWO Wolf Tour. <laughs> the couch, the couch loved it. <laughs> oh uh, hey, uh, oh, damn it. Now I forgot what I was going to talk about first. Oh, yeah, I know. Uh, first off, last week I mentioned that, okay, the whole Sami Zayn heel turn was my idea, or it was all my idea, and how Triple H shit all over it and everything. Well, I went back and I looked at the text, and, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I remembered it way different. <laughs> he said, great idea, kid. No, I just said, it, this is what I put. I put, think about turning Sami Zayn heel. And all he said was, LOL, I'll tell Vince your thoughts. And I, I think I just took it personal. Because I've ran, so ran so many fucking, oh, excuse my language. Uh, Put a bleep on that. Get that off. Um, I've, I've run so many harebrained ideas by him, and he hasn't shit on them. And so, uh, actually, he, he has shit on some of them. What I'm trying to say is, like, I think he shit on enough of them that I just... You just, I took it, I, you know what I mean? It wasn't you automatically like, he, expect it now. Yes, yeah, that's all. So sorry, Paul. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't shit all over it and make me feel like a moron. That was just me. <laughs> Nothing to do with you. It was all me. So, but it was still my idea. Yeah, nice. <laughs> in the universe. Pat myself on the back. Mary Horowitz. Yeah, thing. I want the credit. Because nice. I need that to feel whole. <laughs> feel like a person. Anyways, um, what's going on in wrestling? Oh yeah, I know. I had uh, I went to Oklahoma this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For I, I what do they call it? Imperial Wrestling Revolution or something like that. IW Revolution. Yeah, Imperial Wrestling Revolution. So it was really cool to hang out with Kevin Von Erich. Very cool, and he really loved Lula. 
Everyone loves Lula. Yeah, they do. Did you see uh, Jimmy's sons? Were his sons down yeah, the Yeah, I, I met his sons uh, prior to that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a few years back. Yeah, very good they? kids. Great kid. Great. Very good. Very good. Um, especially the blonde, the big blonde. You think you'll see them in WWE eventually? Um, I, I, I can see that, yes. Especially the, you know, the older one. I saw he put the claw on Eric Bischoff. He did, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it was fun. Um, anyways, that was a great time. It was nice to see everyone in Oklahoma. It was great catching up with Ted DiBiase, who uh, tentatively we're going to have on the show next week to talk about his new documentary coming out that I'm part of, of. Yes, I'm. I'll be in some of that footage. Oh, awesome. Yeah, that was some old footage, by the way. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah you can see it in the trailer. You for like a split second. Yeah. I wonder when they, when did they film that? It was quite a while ago. Yeah. It seems like forever now. <laughs> so, um, anyways, uh, yeah, saw Rob, uh, Rick and Scott Steiner. They actually had a match. Versus who, do you know? I can't remember, and it doesn't really matter. Yeah? Yeah. Was it classic Steiner just chucking people everywhere? Uh, it was Robbie, or uh, Rick Steiner. Um, his shoulder, his, he doesn't look. Like he used to, he looks healthy. He looks in that, but he's just like you know, his shoulders are narrower, and you know, he's got a lot of injuries. Hmm. Uh, but uh, okay, so I mean, oh, so obviously Eric Bischoff was there. Um, who Kevin else? Nash. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yes. It was a reunion. It was a reunion. Yeah, it was. Did he enjoy doing the show last week? Can you tell you? Yeah, he enjoyed he like, it. Oh, it was yeah. awful. No, he no, like, no, it was good. So. <laughs> How's Buff and is he, is he still the stuff? I didn't see Buff, oh. actually. I'm going to see Buff this week. Oh, this week. Okay. In Pennsylvania. Cool. Him and Scott Norton, right? He should keep an eye on his hat. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> watch, the, watch the hat. Watch the hat. So, yeah, okay. Um, do you want to get into news? Yeah, let's just do it. Yeah, let's get into it. All right, so. Uh, oh, we... I forgot to say hi to everyone. Yeah, hi. That. Jimbo. Yeah, we got it. Denise. Yeah, right. TK. Bill, That's me. Sundown Motel. Ah. All right. <laughs> a WWE writer has been let go. I wonder who that is. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> uh, Pro Wrestling Sheet has reported last week that um, WWE writer Jimmy Jacobs was uh, fired over taking a selfie with uh, some of the members of the Bullet Club outside of Raw. So, uh, actually, fast forward, he was spotted during a ROH uh, Global Wars event in Chicago. So, yes. kind of thinking that maybe... <laughs> They just kind of picked him up for that. What do you, any thoughts? I haven't heard anything about anyone picking uh, picking him up, but I did. Okay, first of all, this the news of this came out after, like, pretty much right like after. right we after we wrapped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, last <laughs> week. Uh, not surprised in the least bit. I'm going to have to go with uh, what Chris Jericho said about the situation, almost verbatim. Mm-hmm. So, uh, he's... Really smart guy, Jimmy Jacobs. He's the one who invented the list. Jericho gave him credit for coming up with the list. So, um, so he's not so dumb that he didn't understand what the consequences might be for taking that picture and posting it. (laughs) Is there a like a when you're when you sign on to WWE? Is there like a rules of conduct, especially with social media now, as far as or is it just the general thumb like or don't do this with opposing organizations? They actually have. Uh, now anyone that comes into the company okay for instance when Donovan Dijak got signed mm-hmm. I was going to have him on the show he wanted to come on and everything and so I talked to to 
Kristen. Uh, anyways, I talked to somebody at Talent Relations, and they were saying, well, uh, you can have him on the show, but he hasn't done media training yet. So everyone gets media training. And that would include social media, you know, doing interviews, mm-hmm. things like that. So and that's something that I we never had anything like that. So well, do writers have the ninety day no compete? I don't know. I don't think there's going to be an issue with anything like that. No, no. Did you work with him a lot in WSX? You don't, you don't give somebody their release, and however that was done, and uh, I, I I just don't think that unless he's getting paid. For ninety days, he's he can free to do what he wants. That's any of them, I think, for the most part. Yeah, you well, know, it's just a lot of guys would rather collect that ninety days at pay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, Sammy said he opted out of that when we talked to him yeah. because he was like, "I'm going to go full force back onto the Indies and yeah. kick ass," which yeah. he did. Did you work with Jimmy a lot in WSX or? Um, I don't recollect having a lot of interaction with him. No, no, no. So, I mean, I know he was there, like, Seth was there, Seth Rollins, you know, there was they a were lot the of people. Team. There were a lot of people there that I don't even remember were there. Yeah. Know, so. And then you see them now, and you're yeah. like, oh, wait, but, we were. But so, okay, here's the thing. J- Jimmy Jacobs, I'm, I'm going to say that uh, if, unless he chooses not to uh, uh, go back, I think they'll take him back at some point. I think they'll, you know, a month from now, six months from now, they'll be calling him back. Even that, even though he showed up like at a different organization, because during during the event, Young Bucks kind of cut a promo apologizing because they think that they got him fired, and they actually took another selfie after that. So even if he, because it feels like if he got fired for taking the selfie, it makes matters even worse because now he's going. He's already gone. He can take as many selfies as he wants. <laughs> but then, and then, as soon as they need, as soon as they're going, God, we need some good writers, and we, we you know. Trust me, if they need him, if they feel like they can use him, they'll bring him back. Okay. They don't give two shits about... I mean, okay, obviously they do give two shits about a picture, but, you know, yeah. promise you, he'll be back. And he's also he's also only 33, which is crazy yeah. to me, considering how long I've been watching his career. Well, he's been wrestling since he was like 14. Right? So he's he's got years left in him wrestling-wise, and he's always a guy who's had a million ideas and loved putting them in action yeah. and he clearly loves being in the ring so you know he's probably just going to spend some more years wrestling and, and being in front of the camera and then he'll probably go back and write again at some point. That's right uh, and I'm pretty sure everyone involved on all sides is going to be just fine so next another WWE superstar is possibly gone for good Um, Pro Wrestling Sheet is reporting um, Nia Jax has been granted a leave of absence for personal reasons. So the rumor kind of circulated around the same time Neville um, left. So it kind of came out through Twitter that when he left, it was the same day that she left. But the only difference is, according to Twitter, that she came back that day. And now uh, WWE has said that they've granted her a leave of absence for an indefinite amount of time. So don't necessarily know what's the, the issue. There have been some speculations, according to some folks. Well, you know, it's all speculation. That's all we're doing here. And it could be anything from she's upset about something that happened at work, or it could be something with her personal health or or some kind of situation uh, with her family. Uh, Any of those things could be be a a reason for this. So um, 
I just hope I just hope it's not. I I, I would I would really hope, um, honestly, that it's some kind of a situation where she's just not happy about something at work and it can be worked out. Right. I prefer that over something wrong with her health or her someone in the family right. any day of the week. So. Yeah, I think the interesting thing about this, too, is that Naya is not somebody that, you know, oh, we see every other week. No, we've been seeing her constantly on the show. Yeah. So that's why it's kind of like a little bit expected. It's like, oh, Naya? Like, oh, that's interesting, you know? And then especially since this came out, like, around the time that we were hearing about Neville, I think everyone was so focused on Neville that this kind of, like, I guess overshadowed it. But now it's kind of like, oh, snap, you know, like. That's pretty interesting that this is happening. But, yeah, I agree with you in terms of I hope that this is something that she can, like, come back and it's not something serious or anything yeah. like that. Definitely. Yeah, it just seemed like she was on the track of, you know, they were kind of not giving her chances. They were kind of building a story and eventually maybe sometime down the road next year, you know, it might be her getting a championship of some sort. And I don't know with when her, her if she when and if she does come back, I don't know if that's going to kind of derail the possible storyline. I don't know either, but I hope she does come back because she brought a lot to the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Also, like, they've been building that Alexa versus Naya feud really effectively, and it, it it's going to be a great blow-off whenever it happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully it does happen. Yeah. So, anything else going on? Uh, this was awesome. The Big Red Monster has been added to WWE's TLC's match. Did you get to see him? <laughs> <laughs> hit or miss sometimes. Hey, better late than never. <laughs> uh, SmackDown superstars Kane made his return to WWE TV on Raw by coming um, from under uh, the steel cage um, to help Braun defeat Roman Reigns in the main event. It was such, I don't know, I was kind of excited about that. I was just like, Very cool. Uh, here's what I wish, though. I, I'm looking at the picture right now. And I wish when he came popping up through there, it would have been the cane with the old school out, the, the, with the one arm that goes all the way down and the yeah. old mask, like yeah. the one that I took off him. That would have been cool. Amen Not this that. chinless mask, but the old <laughs> cane right, mask. The first one. Yes. That's the only thing. Other than that, happy to see this. Yeah, me too. I was actually surprised that he came back because I know that he's doing his stuff and he's running for mayor and all yeah. the city stuff. Yeah. So I was like, oh, like, I wonder, um, I don't know the latest update on what's going on with that, but I was like, I wonder how this is all going to coincide together, you know? Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure. I just know that uh, Roman Reigns took out his brother, so now he's back for revenge. Right. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a good storyline. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, it works. It definitely works. And, um, um, you know, a lot of people thought that, well, most people figured that Taker was done, you know, at WrestleMania. I wasn't. I wasn't yeah. convinced, and I'm not convinced now. Well, the, the latest rumors are that, and these rumors have absolutely no substance whatsoever. They started with a Wrestling Inc. post that said Kane's, because the, the news on Kane is that it's a short-term deal. He's just back for a month. Yeah. Um, the, the Wrestling Inc. post said, there's already been speculation he's going to team with Undertaker to take on the Shield at Survivor Series, um, and that was the extent of the speculation. I think they meant fans, mm-hmm. but then other outlets started picking up on like Wrestling Inc. says that Kane and Undertaker are going to team at Survivor Series. So, do you think that that's completely out of the question? Or? I don't think it's out of the question. I, I just don't think that. Huh. I don't know. It actually would be. 
it would be a good fit for Taker to be able to be okay in a Survivor Series match where he doesn't have to carry the whole match like in the ring by himself, you know, with his opponent. Yeah. As think, far as a singles match goes. Do you think a month is enough time to successfully hype the Undertaker potentially coming back? Yeah. A week's enough time? Yes. <laughs> If yeah. you hit the gong at Survivor Series, that's enough time. People yeah, but you want people to buy the show. Nuts. People are going to go nuts. Sure, but you want people to buy the show ahead of time. For nine ninety nine on the network? Yeah. Well, so a month with, is enough time to yeah. get the word out. But even with the speculation, like the fact that Kane is here, I think a lot of pe- that those rumors are probably like revving up as well. I feel like it's like a soap opera. Like even the even though the person dies on the soap opera, there's some way, shape, or form they could eventually just. It was a dream sequence. Yeah. It was a yeah. dream. A flashback. Yeah. yeah. I think he has. They're gonna a have a shower scene at the next <laughs> row. Bring him back. He comes walking out of the shower in the towel. That visual was not. Good. Yeah. Wow. That's that's like an old obscure reference to uh, Bobby Ewing being killed off and then brought back exactly. from Dallas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, for anyone wondering what the, the hell whole season about. was a dream. Yeah. So okay. <laughs> well, is there anything else going on? <laughs> Come on, everyone, help me out here. I know Denise has a cold. Oh, I know. I'm like, <laughs> that's, I'm like the, that's the fourth news item. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's the news. I, every the time I have to cough, it's the stuff. And I know she was supposed to get up at seven and then didn't get up <laughs> till nine. nine. I totally slept in this morning. It was terrible. I missed two alarms that rang, and it was a disaster. But uh, <laughs> still made it in on time. So. I did actually. So right. yay! Props you were just so anyway, Arizona. All right. Well, we're gonna take a break, and we're gonna come back because our guests are here. They are. Yes. Be right back. What's up, party people? from The Tomorrow Show with Kevin Undergaro. We're your twice-weekly broadcast of one man's midlife crisis and the mad millennials in Star Trek uniforms that follow him. And I'm one of those millennials, Lauren Legrasso here. We've had some amazing guests like Russell Simmons, Ileana Douglas, and Craig Gass. Coolio, right? Christian Blatt in the house to tell you to go to thetomorrowshow.com to check us out. We're live every Monday and Thursday from 10 to midnight Eastern. That's thetomorrowshow.com. Be there, be square, whatever that means. Hey, Xbox One Two Three Sixty fans! I just wanted to tell you two ways that you can support the show to help it grow. First, if you've ever wanted to shout out a surprise message for various occasions from me, all you have to do is visit celebdm.com/slash Sean Waltman to request a video today. Not only does it support the show, but a portion of the proceeds go to charity. Second, to visit ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sean Waltman. That's the only place to grab shirts with the X-Pac 12360 logo, Wolfpack, or many other designs. If you pick up a shirt, make sure to tweet us using the hashtag X-Pac 12360. That's CelebVM.com slash Sean Waltman for a personal message from me, X-Pac. And ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sean Waltman for X-Pac, Wolfpack, and X-Pac 12360 gear. Thanks for supporting the show. Now let's get back to it. All right, we're back here on X-Pac 12360. And joining us here in studio, he's, what was he called? John John, John Johnny Nitro. Johnny Nitro. John Morrison. John Morrison. Johnny Mundo. Johnny Mundo. Johnny Impact. Johnny Impact. The man with the but, most John based ring yeah. names in the history of the business. Yeah. <laughs> but I dig that, man. It's just Johnny, and then you can just add whatever you want, and well, they know it's you. What am I? What am I today, Johnny? Uh, Johnny X Pac One Two Three Sixty. Is that yeah. the name of the show? <laughs> Johnny X Pac. Hey, give it up. You're our first, first return guest. Yeah. Hey yo. Hope you guys are hungry for peanut butter and Johnny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, yes. But figure Jimbo, out more ways to work that into Jimbo the show. Jimbo just said you're the very first 
uh, guest, uh, return guest on the show. Johnny Thank Two you. Time. Two Johnny time. Two yeah. Time. Yeah, you know what? I, like when I came over a couple weeks ago, I came over and visited because now uh, Johnny and I are neighbors. Well, we, we, we live within like a, like a like a mile. Yeah, it's oh, a crazy. mile away. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, so if either of us needs to borrow bandanas from another pro wrestler, exactly. <laughs> I know where to go. Yeah, but I or, or a dog sitter is. is when you were on last time, you said you would come back on and, uh, you know, after Boone came out and talk about, you know, how things went. And man, couldn't have gone any better, right? Yeah, it's so, uh, so Boone has been getting uh, really great reviews from everybody that's seen it. It's been getting good reviews critically. The one thing that I learned about movies, though, is it takes a long time <laughs> for movies to recoup. It's not like a, it's not like a, like a, like a stock. It's more like a, like a house. Yeah, you would you it's invest a in this movie. Yeah, yeah it's it, uh, get everything on the back end. It, exactly, and I expect. Uh, I I thought like, oh man, when Boom comes out, I'm gonna the millions are gonna pour in. I'm gonna buy my gold Corvette and <laughs> make Boom too right away. But um, it's uh, it's going really well. Vision Films that's distributing it is really happy with it. They expect it to recoup in a year or two, and um, it should continue to earn money over the next five years. There's a scene with oh. you, uh, you capturing Kevin Sorbo. Uh, booning, booning Sorbo. That's a, yeah. that's a slang of the movie. Yeah, it was such a good movie, man. I can't I, tell I, you how I, much I, I appreciate that. I and, and and I'm not just saying that. I'm not blowing smoke, man. Like I I would have tu- I would have turned it off. I don't care how much I love you, dude. I would have turned that shit <laughs> <believe> off. <laughs> well, and, there's so much uh, there's so much content these days that no one yes. has time to watch something that's not good. Yeah, right. but, man, you could tell you just put... I mean, it wasn't just like, I'm going to make a movie. No, this was like, okay, I'm going to make a movie, and every ounce of me is going to go into it. For sure. And then it, it, it took five years to do it, and, um, man, I can't tell you... I can't even quantify the amount of hours it took when um, you're sitting in the edit suite and you watch the uh, the cut and yeah. you make your list of uh, here's uh, five or ten or... 75 things that I want to change yeah. about the movie yeah. and how much uh, how much it takes to to fix each little piece of ADR that doesn't quite fit yeah. or a, or a shot or some dead pixels whatever it is or a VFX like a, like a muzzle flare then you have to call your buddy Chris Clements who did an awesome job with the VFX and tell him that uh, you lost one of his shots and he has to redo it again Oops. and that, it just uh, it, it never ends but um, the the cool thing is when you put that much time into it you get more out of it, you know. You you get in what you uh, you get out what you put in. Mm-hmm. I, as cliche as that is, it's it, it's a cliche for a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it really is. And, um, and but so it looks like. I mean, I, I was over at your house, so it looks like you got a new house, anyways, right? Yeah. So we uh, <laughs> we moved. I was I was living with a with a bunch of stunt guys, and um, half of them booked uh, Avatar two. Okay, which wow. is like a like a five year contract. Or, four-year contract or something because they're shooting Avatar 2 and 3 together and so those guys are working in Manhattan Beach um, literally full-time they got to be on the studio a lot from like 8 to 8 every yeah. day and uh, the commute was too far for them so we, we split off me and uh, Kira aka Taya yeah. moved in with uh, Luchasaurus and Super Panda we, uh, we still got the ring in the backyard <laughs> we're still training the neighbors are still upset but it's a it feels like an upgrade it's, uh, it's kind of nice How, yeah that Man, sounds like I, a reality show. Yeah, right there. It's like cameras. Luchasaurus, so Super up, Panda, so, Taya, and Mundo. I show up like and 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 so uh, Luchasaurus is our Austin's already there, and you know Taya and everyone, and and uh, but no Panda there, and like so all of a sudden Panda comes out walking out like five minutes later, and he's like in a robe and everything looks like he just got out of the shower. I don't even want to tell you what happened before I got there. <laughs> 
Luchasaurus and Panda are, are addicted to Tinder. I'll just, exactly. Uh, That's what it was, man. Yeah. We, we bust their balls over that yeah. all the time. <laughs> there's a little there's a little gate in the back where they can whatever. You know, walk a shit. Sneak people in and out. Yeah. Tinder right. grinder, whatever. We, we, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever they use these days. We like uh, we like to bust Panda when he's trying to sneak him in and out. Yeah. Hey, so what's the deal on on Boone Two? Um, uh, would would so, it be called Boone Two? Uh, I would love for it to be called Boone Two or Bad to the Boone or the Boone Identity or, or anything. But, um, Bad to the Boone. The, uh, the the deal with it is, is I'm, I'm waiting for uh, for Boone One to recoup, and there's um actually if you're listening to this. There's a, a really big film conference called AFM in Santa Monica in November, and we're going to pretty much finish selling all the foreign rights to Boone at, uh, at that conference at AFM. And how, it, how Boone does at AFM is going to determine a lot about Boone 2. Um, whether or not there will be a Boone 2, I think there will be, but the budget is probably the most specific sure. detail that has to be determined yet. It's kind of interesting when you think about action movie franchises, because if you look at somebody like uh, look at John Claude Van Damme, like what he did when he had uh, Bloodsport and Kickboxer and Lionheart, and it just seemed like he was cranking out at the time maybe a five million, five to ten million dollar movie once a year, every year for a couple of years. Seagull had that same thing. Jason Statham. Sure. But the uh, the key to it, in my opinion, is finding out what your budget is, and I'm hoping uh, the budget. <laughs> Of the movies that I'm going to make is is more than Boone because it wouldn't it will take less than five years. Yeah, <laughs> and um, you can uh, you can do cooler stuff. It'd be more action, more guns, more helicopters, more explosions. So that's really what's left to be determined. What the what the budget of the movie that I'm going to be able to uh, continue to make and make money on is going to be. Huh. So, you know, you worked on this project for such a long time and put everything you had into it. How did it feel once it actually came out and, you know, people were going to see it? How are you feeling and what were sort of the sort of the reactions that you got from people and was it what you expected it to be? Um, it, it was, luckily, it was what I expected. But um, there's, a, there's a couple of screenings that I had and a couple of them, um, I mean, specifically at Chicago, uh, Seattle, and... Um, Milwaukee that uh, that were uh, piggybacked with wrestling shows. You know, like I did a show for Defy Wrestling in Seattle, and the promoter there set up a screening, Mondo Lucha in Milwaukee, and um, a lot of wrestling fans came to those screenings, and it made them super fun because when you're when they were watching Boone, they were chanting like they would chant at wrestling shows, like "Holy <laughs> shit! Holy <laughs> shit! This is nice. awesome!" And um, and luckily we didn't get the uh, the "You fucked up" or uh, "You suck" chance. You know? <laughs> That's awesome. But it, it felt like, a, like, like I said, that was one of my favorite parts of the process because that's the cool thing about wrestling is you get to live in that moment and get that instant feedback from, from fans, from people who are watching what you do and you know right away. And when you're doing anything in, in movies and TV, like it takes five years to figure out if what you did is good or not. And um, that's why waiting for it that long and feeling it from those people on those nights meant so much. Do you think it really still takes like that that long, or do you think that's how it used to be? Because it just it seems like with everything, with the information being able to go so fast and social media and all that, like it's we can get a decent idea a little quicker now, right? For sure. And um, most movies don't take that long. That just yeah. it took it took me that long because we didn't have enough money to pay yeah. everybody their full rates, and I I kept. Uh, micromanaging the post process, and I wanted sure. to fix every little thing. And there's other companies that like uh, they'll say like, "We got a movie. The movie needs to be done by this day, and then it's released." 
and there's a lot of problems with those movies when you watch them back. And I was doing the opposite of Boone. I wanted it to be as perfect as I could afford to make it. Sure. And that's that's why it took so long. And you're right. It uh, it doesn't take that long these days. And the the next thing I'm curious about is I've talked to Netflix. Um, we got an offer from Netflix for the first window of exploitation, like uh-huh. right off the bat. But if you if you take that, then um, you shoot yourself in the foot because we also got Boone released through Sony at Walmart and Dollar General. Mm-hmm. And if you put it out on Netflix, everyone can see it right away, and you have a hard time selling your uh, your domestic DVD rights sure. to Walmart and Dollar General. So, I mean, that's something that you're going to We'll wait. go back to them, like, sure. ho- hopefully in 2018, and hopefully they still want to give us a bunch of money. I was <laughs> impressed with your distribution because um, there was there was a, more than one way I could uh, I could watch it, and I chose to watch it on YouTube. I purchased... I actually didn't ask for a free copy. I purchased it. Yes. And you should too. On YouTube. Yeah. And yeah. it was it was it was very simple to, to, to go and do that. Right. And it's you can go back, you don't have to download it, you can go back and, and watch it right from there anytime you want. It's it's cool and that's uh that's one of the things that the vision does is they uh releasing a movie is is complicated also. So it's it's available on YouTube, Vimeo, Vudu, Google Play, Amazon, Amazon Prime iTunes and um, there's, there's probably like five or ten other ones that I can't think of right now off the top of my head. Yeah. But um, that's that's where your distribution company comes in. So it's almost like uh, you uh, you hand off the ball to them and then they have to do that part of it. And the ball that you have to hand off is also a pain in the ass because when I thought Boone was done and you uh, you get this list of deliverables from your yeah. distribution company. The deliverable list is uh, is pretty beefy. Can you name a couple of examples of things that are on that list? Sure. Um, so you need to have like a, a text-free layer. So uh, basically, that means you have to have your your movie separated from all the text that appears within the movie. And um, it's pretty easy if you have a high budget and everybody's done that from day one. Yeah. But if you cut some corners, for example, like the reality show credit sequences within the movie that I outsourced to uh, to people and did it at a low budget. The titles were baked in, and then we had to go back, recreate parts of those uh-huh. to separate the text from the picture. You have to have completely separate uh, audio mix files. Is this so, all for different language? Yeah. Like going into different markets and different international so markets it, it, and whatnot? Exactly. When, um, when Vision sells it to, uh, like we've, we've sold, uh, we sold the Middle East and Poland, for example, already. Gotcha. So this, when it gets to Poland, those companies will take all the different layers of text and they can put subtitles in Polish or they'll take the audio things and they can dub it. Basically, they can do whatever they want with it. But that's uh, those are two examples. Also, you get stuff like uh, you get dead pixels sometimes uh-huh. that you can't even really notice with your eye. But when you go through quality control, the uh, computer can pick up everything and then you have to go through and fix a lot of those things. If you're, if you're overexposed, sometimes you have to redo some of your VFX. Yeah. The original Sharknado, for example, they had to do so many of their VFX over again that it almost doubled the budget of their entire production to pass their quality control to get it on TV. It's just an oh. example. But there's there's a list of like 30 things, and some things that you're expecting and some things that you're not, that you just suddenly it becomes your problem. Yeah. You know, <laughs> from a creator's aspect, you know, I feel like when you put out a project and it's all your own and everything that you had envisioned, I feel like you learn a lot about yourself. When you were creating Boone and throughout from pre-production to post-production, what was the major takeaway you took from that, seeing your vision come to life, and as you yourself as a creator of it? Wow, that's a, that's a deep question. 
Um, <laughs> there's there's a lot of things like um, when you're when you're living with a project for so long. Um, a, I'm really glad that I decided to do Boone, and uh, on the surface, it's a fun action comedy. But layers deeper, um, to me, it was a movie about identity. It's about Boone as this bounty hunter <coughs> that um, has a, a character that he plays on TV. And um, it was personal to me because that's how I feel about pro wrestling. And he kind of got caught up in this character he was playing and who he was as a person versus who he played on TV. Those lines became blurred and caused him to make some poor decisions. And then he had to separate himself from who he played on TV at the end to become a true hero. So if it didn't have those layers that were meaningful to me personally, I feel like even... Even with those, sometimes I started to experience like a little bit of like creator's guilt. Like, this is the story I chose to tell. This is the story I decided to spend five years making a, a movie about a guy named Boone that boons people. <laughs> That's like, <laughs> this is going to define yeah. my <laughs> my artistic integrity. But um, that like uh, that's something that you constantly grapple with. And then how how long do you spend fixing it? How long do you spend working on it? I mean. That that for sure is like an like an inner monologue that I had going the entire length of the process. Yeah, that's a scary thing, honestly. Yeah, like you have to you you create it, you write it, and then you have to live with it and see it through, or abandon it, and then you just kind of drop the ball and you have nothing. Yeah. Ooh. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Is, is there already a script for Boone too? Uh, I've got a, I got a treatment for it. I haven't completely written the script yet because how, how many Boone sex one? scenes are in Boone two? Um, <laughs> Six or seven? Actually, zero. Because I've, <laughs> from my experience, I've done a, I've done like maybe fifteen movies now, and um, sex scenes in movies are like they're just not fun. Yeah. Let me tell you that they like when you're when you're a kid and you're you're thinking like, oh man, Tom Cruise hooking up with all these chicks. Oh yeah, I wish I could do that. It's not fun on camera. <laughs> you're in a really awkward room. You're awkward. You're like you're sweaty. Like the girls like sweaty. There's a million people watching. It's <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, it's not as cool as it seems. Oh, everyone, like, I, you know, the the thing that goes to, so, oh, I bet you had a bone, or how do you... I, no. I can't even imagine, like, you know, everyone sitting there watching. You know. I did a, I did a, a well, spot actually, on I can't the, imagine uh, everyone. <laughs> He's like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, never mind. Scratch that. <laughs> oh, man, I'll just leave it at that. That's good. <laughs> Um, so, so you did all your own stunts in Boone, yeah? Yeah. What was one of your favorite stunts to do, and how did you shoot surfing that trash can? Um, actually, surfing the trash can was one of my favorite stunts. Nice. Um, we uh, so I had a I had a couple stunt doubles that we ended up not using much of the footage of just because they looked different than me. One and two, like they were there because um, there were some times where like I was shooting the bar fight. And the location was so expensive that they were trying to grab footage other places of Boone walking or running. Um, and we ended up using two shots in Boone. If you can pick them out, you get a check plus for the day. <laughs> the uh, surfing the trash can was um, was something that we stumbled upon when I was chasing Sobro around Burbank. Not far from here, actually. But um, the first time we did it, it was just like flat ground, jumped on a trash can and surfed it for a few feet and jumped off. And then it just kind of seemed cool, and we were trying to figure out ways to make the trash can surfing bigger. And um, we went up the uh, up the hill a little bit and um, started looking for hills that had just enough slope that you could actually surf the trash can. And you can actually do that. You can actually surf those trash cans. You just jump on top, like jump yeah. on top of them, and they're like 
they go just fast enough if you have to find the right hill so that you can jump off and like not kill yourself. <laughs> but they don't stop, and they kind of become like these runaway dumpsters, you know? So that was the trash can just going on its own and you going downhill. No one's like pulling that. It's not on a dolly or a rig or anything. Oh, we didn't have a budget for that. Come on. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. You can't afford not a rope. Even, not even yeah. a wheelchair dolly like in uh, Beyond the Mat. No. I mean, like, a, like a, the, the most cost-effective way to do it was to just find a hill that was steep enough that it would just go. So that was just jumping onto a trash can, and um, we had like one hill that was too steep, and I like it went fast, and I jumped, and then like almost ran into a car, and then <laughs> we tried a hill that was not steep enough, and then it just didn't look cool. It was so, just trial and error. So like, in the five years, like, have you ever had to go back and reshoot anything? Was there ever a problem with you not looking the same? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, had to, I had to continually match my beard, but I specifically, there's a couple times when I thought about cutting my hair, uh-huh. and I, I didn't because I was like, no, goddamn, wow. we, we still got to do those trash cans. We shot the trash can surfing um, maybe six months after principal photography. Yeah. The uh, like the the part where I was falling down the hill, um, we shot a lot of that like at, at a golf course. Like, I mean, I don't even know if I should be talking about it, but like up in, up in just, Valley Village. Just don't say it too loud, and it'll be fine. <laughs> or just whisper. It's, just a, it's a secret. <laughs> Good, I didn't know that. Don't tell anybody. But um, we we just went up there with uh with with no permit and just put some some crash pads down and just climbed up the rocks and jumped down over and over again. That was that might have been That's one of my just favorite. Guerrilla filmmaking, man. Yeah. That was After that might have been one of my yeah. favorite my favorite ones because we we spent like a few hours jumping down the rocks yeah. and then we started getting like uh, braver and towards the end of it I started like climbing up trees and I was jumping jumping down the trees and going through the branches and landing onto the pads yeah. and we were on like a, a putting green actually and there's this huge tree and we had like two mats down there and I was like thirty feet up in this tree and we had the camera down there and right then a security guard pulled up in a golf cart. And was like, hey, uh, don't think there's anybody supposed to be filming here today. You guys got a permit? <laughs> <laughs> and um, everyone was just like, nope. <laughs> but the the guy was really cool. He said, um, tell you what, I'm going to come back in 10 minutes. And if you guys aren't here, I'm taking your cameras. It's so terrible. We, you never want to be that guy that has to be. Do you have the permit check? You know, so right. many people film on premises without even having a permit these days. Yeah, and I, I thought he handled it well. Like, we, we still got that last shot. I did it twice more, and then we got out of there. Yeah, it sounds like he, he knew what was he, up. Yeah, well, he probably... I'll be, right, I'll be back in a little bit. You better not be here. Yeah. Yeah. Any any, any major injuries from, um, that, from, the, from, from the shoots? A couple. I mean, actually, nothing major. I, I cracked my patella doing uh, doing the cork punch, but I mean, it was like a, it was it wasn't major enough that I had to like stop filming. Gotcha. Um, it went through like a couple of the mats. Like my kneecap just like uh, hit hit concrete and like uh, cracked it, and it, it bothered me for for a couple of months, but it went away. Um, other than that, like sprained my ankle, sprained my wrist. Um, like banged my head a couple of times and got some color, but does it? A little bit of juice. Yeah. A little yeah. bit of juice never hurt nobody. Do you nobody. have a scar? <laughs> no, it's all. It's all. It's. I, I feel like when my hair falls out one day, I'm afraid it's going to. My head is just gonna. I don't know. Look like a Freddy Krueger head with all the, a couple. the bumps and gashes. <laughs> so after um, Boone did come out, did you get any calls from? Because I know you're in Glow, or you mm-hmm. were in Glow. Did you get first? Did you get called to do Glow too? Because I know they're filming that. Um, they're f- season two. They're they're training now, mm-hmm. and. Um, no, I haven't gotten a call yet about about Glow Two. Um, I would love to. All the uh, the cast and crew of, of that show was uh, was super dope. Mm-hmm. Um, Liz, Carly, Genji, super dope. Rad, Allison Brie, Mark Marin. 
Um, it, it to me it felt cool because those are all people that don't really have to be nice because they're so successful they can be huge d bags, but they uh, they were super nice and welcoming anyway. And now, did you get any calls from other people after your movie came out? Because those are some amazing you know stunts and act, acting work that you did. Um, you mean like from Steven Spielberg and Scorsese? Yes. Like I, they, I'm sure they tried to call. I don't know if they have my number or not. Uh, <laughs> Scorsese so. is like, I'm doing a movie about Hoffa and I need parkour. And- <laughs> That's I'm, He was thinking that. I'm sure he was. Uh, no, I, uh, I didn't. I got a lot of feedback from people that have seen it and people in the industry that mm-hmm. were uh, impressed. But um, no one that said they wanted me to play Casey Jones in the spinoff Casey Jones movie. Huh. Is that a goal of yours? Um... Well, it's not like the end-all, be-all, but like I'd, I mean, I'd do it if, it, if it if if it was offered to me, sure. Well, you know, you're not only doing a lot of stuff in movies, you know, with Sharknado, Glow, and et cetera. You know, you're also going around, you know, you have multiple belts right now. But what I want to know, too, is have you heard any updates on Lucha Underground Season 4? I know the last time you were here, you said you were contracted to, to four seasons. So what's going on and what happens to your contract? Um, well, it's, so there's nothing definitive that's been announced, and um, there's, a, there's a lot of rumors out there, and um, I guess if you guys haven't heard this rumor, I'll just fully start it now. Um, <laughs> we're going to shoot season four in January. Nice. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that for sure, but I'm saying it, so yeah. you, can, you can repost it or whatever. I don't even know if that's true, but that's what I think. Right. It's a... Uh, Gut feeling. The, uh, the season finale is... Uh, when, when's this air? Today. Today. Oh, really? The season finale is tonight. Are we live? Sort of. Well, we're live-ish. So the season finale of uh, of Lucha Underground is tonight, season three, Ultima Lucha Trace. And tonight it is me versus Prince Puma, title versus career. So if Puma loses, he's donezo. Um, And if I lose, he gets the title. I think um, everybody at the Elway Network, from uh, from Rodriguez to... To skip to to Gabby to that that whole team has yeah. been uh, to Daniel Tibbetts too has been really impressed with how Lucha Underground has performed as a show on their network and the doors that it's opened and I know that they are excited about about Lucha and about keeping Lucha and the the roster is excited about filming more everyone's a little uh, irked about the uh, huge mid season hiatus sure because it's I, been, totally understandable it's been sixteen months without filming or without getting a paycheck from Lucha Underground everyone's had to scramble and hustle to, uh, and, and, to make and, and it's the uncertainty of when's the next season going to start right yeah. that's the worst part to me well and it's also been how do you plan they've, they've told us already that it's supposed to have started already three times so gotcha. there's been three times already where everyone's like I'm clearing off January of last January because we're shooting Lucha and then um, January comes and they're like oh nope March yeah. clearing out March I'm going to shoot Lucha Up. Oh, Nope, probably July. Clear not July. Nope. So um, everyone's uh, antsy in the pantsy to start shooting a little bit more lucha, and um, El Rey's excited about it. It's a, it's a good show. I, I, it is a great I believe it all. Show. It, I think it's coming back. Um, I think it's coming back in January. That's that's my two cents. And my two cents. So is why worth is it taking so long? Was it a financial thing, creative thing, or why? Why do you think it's? Ooh, I can get into the because Son of Havoc broke his leg. Yeah, we couldn't do it without Son of Havoc. Come on, Duh. You know, with this jaw wired shut. To do, uh, I know, and we got to hear what Jack Evans has to say. Give Jack a shout-out. I love Jack. Um, so part of it is uh, they shot seasons two and three back-to-back to save money. So that means they had this uh, overflow of episodes. So because uh, the season three finale is airing tonight... 
I mean, for us, we've been off for a year and a half, but the show hasn't been off TV. Oh, okay. So they saved a lot of money by doing two and three back-to-back. They took a huge uh, mid-season hiatus, which uh, I think probably saved a lot of money on the El Rey um, production budget books for the calendar year of 2017 because they weren't really doing anything as far as producing Lucha Underground in 2017. So um, who that benefits, I'm not sure. But that's, a, that's one reason for, the, for that delay. Hmm. And now I think um, it's going to be up to them to, to renew the show. And I, I know they like it and they want to. But that's all, that's all speculation. You know, I'm just, I'm just guessing. So I, it's, it's a little different that, in that uh, it's not a show produced and then sold to the network. The network is producing the show. Or is that, is that not true? So, so Lucha Underground is a, is a Mark Burnett sure. MGN production. And it's, it's owned by a different LLC but it is almost fully funded by the El Rey Network. So there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of cooks in this Lucha Underground kitchen. And I, I think they're all good cooks, they're all opinionated. And that's what's uh, been taking so long to get everyone on the same page. There's some people that want to shoot it in Austin. There's some of the, uh, the cooks in the kitchen have wanted to take it to Mexico or Colombia to save money. And then um, a lot of the people from MGM and, and Mark Burnett's place want to keep it in L.A. because they think that's going to be the highest quality. So there's a there's negotiating, there's gap financing, there's a lot of agendas. And Boyle Heights, I mean, if you're going to be anywhere like Boyle Heights, is a good spot. I mean, that's pretty pretty I Mexican. Completely agree. And I, I mean, I think uh, the the Lucha Underground Temple in Boyle Heights yeah. has become like a, a character in the show almost. It feels like if you just took Lucha Underground somewhere else, it would lose a lot of its identity. It's I hope it stays actually. So as far as the temple goes. Uh, would you say that, because I've never been there, um, if I did go there, would it be like when I walked into the Dallas Portatorium for the first time? Like, as far as like, wow, it's kind of, it's kind of run down or like, Yeah, I, I it- think, uh, I think you would be impressed when you, when you came to the temple, because <clears throat> I shot a, uh, I shot a movie with Danny Trejo in the temple before yeah. it was the temple, like five years ago now. And, um... It was like just kind of like a, a crappy rundown warehouse then, and it's still a crappy rundown warehouse now. But they've got like all this cool set and locker rooms and weights and the ring in the middle of this stuff, so it feels really authentic. But it's also it's also got like this cool like lucha hipstery vibe. Nice. Like they've got uh, drinks and hors d'oeuvres and stuff for people that come to the show. You got to come in January. You'll you'll yeah. love it. And um, I'm just plugging that January. <laughs> um, All the bagel I, bites you can eat. Yeah. What'd you say, bagel bites? All the bagel bites. Oh yeah. There's there's bagel bites. There's a uh, empanadas. There's a uh, I don't know. Tortas. Stuff. There's stuff. Tortas. Tacos. During, during the season, there was a lot of focus on the worldwide underground, and a couple new members added to the worldwide underground. How was it to get little Ricky Mundo? Added to your group. Uh, Ricky Mundo is not an official member of the World Board Underground. <laughs> not That's yet. That's no, no. <laughs> don't you mean not yet? He he's he's like a, you know how like vampires have familiars. He's like a familiar. You know, uh, okay. he's not like he's not been like a he's your jumped in. Yeah, ex- exactly. You let he's, him have your name, but he's not part of the World Board. I didn't ever give him full permission. He just changed his name on his own. He's he's selling Ricky Mundo shirts. Uh, <laughs> he's a good kid. He's got a, a hell of a future. But um. He's not a full member as of yet. So far, it's just uh, me, Taya, Jack Evans, and PJ Black. Yeah. And um, what about Benji? Benji? Does Benji count as a member of the Worldwide Underground? 
Mm, not even close. <laughs> I mean, Benji's more of like a manager type. He's the he was like an agent, you know, trying to open up some doors for for World War Underground. But um, it takes. I mean, you have to you have to be pretty accomplished in the ring to be uh, to be a member of World War Under- Underground. I mean, I imagine the same is true for the for the click and for the stuff oh, that yeah, you did, you right? Know. I mean, you there's know, there's, there's a difference, right? You yeah. can't just say that someone like shows up on TV with you a couple times and they're in. Yeah, even though like okay, besides the click, that was more you know behind the scenes, but like right. DX. Yeah, exactly. When they, I mean, even they wanted to add Valvinus, who's who's great. I was a big fan of, uh, but we were like, nah, uh, uh-uh. uh, right. We got to. And like he can, you can have matches with Val, and yeah. like you can hang out with them. And but the, there's like a World War Underground is pretty exclusive. DX is pretty exclusive. Like you have to do more than have a couple of matches with somebody. Yeah, you don't want every, you know, you don't want people to. You want people when you say, you know, when you say the name of your group, you want people to know exactly who's in the group and not going, well, maybe exactly. it's this person now. Or will be like, who is in the Bullet Club? It feels like there's 20 people. Exactly. Over there. Sounds I don't like know who's who. Right? Exactly. My, my, my question for you about Ricky Mundo is, did his mom make uh, his John Morrison tights or... I think so. Loners. And by the way, like if I could get his mom to make me tights, I would I would pay her a thousand bucks. Best gear. Ricky Mundo's gear. mom is a hey, very talented uh, tight maker. Hey, while we're on the uh, talking about lucha, hey, are you still working for AAA? Yeah. Yeah. How's got, that uh, going? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's great. Yeah, great. <laughs> I'm, uh, Are you still a champ? Yeah, I've got their uh, their heavyweight title. Next match is in you Juarez. You have every ch- belt from every promotion you work for because like, I, I can't like imagine the, the somebody kind of better put it Honestly. That's why I come to this podcast for, for, for little moments like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you for saying that. Um, I've got uh, me versus... Uh, Dr. Wagner, the Silver Fox Wagner without the mask wow. for the title in Juarez on November 19th. This sexy, is my next... sexy grandpa, Dr. Wagner. I used to work. Yeah, sexy grandpa. I worked with, with Dr. Wagner starting back in 1991, Dr. Wagner Jr., yeah. Wow. Yeah, you know, and uh, his brother is Silver King, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I like, since Dr. Wagner lost his mask, I like the silver beard look. I, I think so, it. too, like the Silver yeah. Fox. Yeah, and Silver King and Silver Fox now. Because like honestly, face. before he had the beard, I would have said, "Keep the mask on." Yeah, leave it on, man. Yeah, because there's nothing special looking about you at all without that mask. <laughs> Decent looking guy, <laughs> good looking guy, but just yeah. really no, but like, plain looking. As right, F. but you, I think you're right. Like the uh, like the the silver beard and stuff yes. gives him kind of a like a sophisticated star quality. He's one of those guys down there that knows what's up in the ring for he's, sure. Yeah, because there's a ton that don't down right. there. But he's one that does, and that, actually, that that is refreshing, and it's it's kind of cool that I've got a singles match with him coming up because because we can control everything. That's it. And yeah. when you get stuck in sometimes the uh, the scramble matches where there's a ton of people involved, and not a lot of those people have any idea about ring psychology, yeah. then uh, then you start to feel like you're down there wasting your time. But um, yeah, Wagner's like ninety one. You were wrestling with Wagner, yeah, ninety one, yeah. It's 2017. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and he's still going. I mean, he's yeah, still man. main eventing down he looks there. He's way... And, and here's the truth. He's in better shape than the way other guys. Better. He's in better shape now than he was in 91 by a mile, man. Of, he looked like shit in 91. <laughs> <laughs> he really did. Tell I mean, flabby, just, you know. Think about this, though. I mean, he's a... I don't know how old he is now, but um, he's he's wrestling. He looks better than the, the AAA roster. Like... The WWE roster, they're all wearing T-shirts and stuff. I mean, yeah. posed down with Dr. Wagner, the Silver Fox, I think he'd put them all to shame. Maybe so. Bien, 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 bien. Is he the most jacked 52-year-old? 
Um, well, yeah, I and mean, I'm not 52 yet, so yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, at Triple Mania, I want to know, you know, the real life situation with Taya and you and Vampiro and everything that went down kind of turned, well, turned into an angle on the show with Vampiro laying you out. Whose idea was that and why did you agree to do it? Well, that's a complicated question. So, um, man, in pro wrestling, it's uh, art imitates life or life imitates art or vice versa. That whole thing is confusing. But um, as far as that goes, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of complexities that I don't want to delve into right now because they're going to affect a lot of things that we have kind of already in the works. Um, I think there was a lot of people that thought that that was probably what was best for business at the time and for all the parties involved uh, to continue to work together. That was the what was decided, and um, everyone kind of agreed that for AAA and Lucha and Impact and me and Taya, that um, regardless of what we thought, that would probably be the best call to make a delicious chicken soup. <laughs> Out of a uh, chicken shit, and I will have to agree with that. Actually, yeah, yes. Because, I mean, here's the thing, man. Like, so there's some pretty interesting characters involved in what we're talking about here. Yeah, and so I mean, let's just leave it at that. Uh, uh, um, everything's fine now, right? At yeah, the moment. that's that's the thing. Yeah, everything's as fine as it can be. Yeah, I mean, I you know, like <laughs> I've talked about Vampiro like on uh, here before, and you know, he's uh. The, the thing about Vamp is, is um, he's a big star. He really is, man. Just ask him. Yeah. He'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways. <laughs> okay. What else? Hey, so, but, well, but how is this in fact, how is, how is it work? Like, what's going on with Impact? So, like, that's, a, that's another thing that, um, I mean, I'm really excited about Impact, and I've got uh, Bound for Glory coming up. It's me versus Eli Drake for the the Impact title. Very and, impressed with him. Very. Yeah, well, I uh, hadn't seen him in several years, John, and and then like so I was on the show with him at the, you know last the week, bar wrestling last thing, month. right? Yeah. Wow. And uh, I I completely agree. I actually literally think from the first day of the tapings in Orlando that I was at to the last day. I, I feel like I saw his wrestling evolve, his mic work evolve, his confidence shoot through the roof, and um, he's doing a really good job of carrying the brand of Impact on his shoulders right now. Uh, yeah. and, and he's not—he's not really, regardless of what people think in, in the industry and maybe what he might want people at home that are watching to think. He's not a dick. He really isn't, man. He, at no, all. he's not. He's a—he's—he's he's amazing at yeah. playing one and convincing people that he is, but. Uh, it's cool. I've, uh, I mean, there's a couple times where like we just went and hung out and like got food after the tapings, and uh, he's busted his ass in the in the business yes. for years and years and years, and a lot of people don't realize that. So he's a, uh, yeah. Um, I can't say uh, enough good things about Eli Drake right now for for the way he leveled up and how he's carrying himself. And, and he's cut, and he's hung in there, and I think it's going to pay off. Yeah. It is paying off now, but I think it's going to continue to pay off for him. I I completely agree, and um. As far as impact goes, I I don't have a, a ton of information aside from I'm uh, going to Bound for Glory. The tapings November fifth through tenth are in Ottawa, Canada. Yeah, a lot of people are excited about that. Fight Network and Anthem. Their their office is in Toronto. I was uh, I was just there last week after I did a show at Santino's place. You've been there, the Battle Arts Not Academy. Yeah, 
I'd like to. It if was, if it they'd was ever let cool. me into Canada. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get into Canada? Oh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Canada, Oklahoma, oh man, there's a. T- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, unless you can find a Canadian to marry. The show's gotta stick up for it. You heard about yeah. me, right? <laughs> wow. November. Give, give, me some, uh, give me some of Segway. that healthcare, nice. TK. <laughs> Come on, TK. The Canadian healthcare. Yeah. Tim Hortons. The... Okay. Yeah. So in uh, November. <laughs> in there you go. Make sure to pack. It's gonna be hella cold. I think it's a good idea. Uh who said that um, a wrestling, a major wrestling promotion, has to do their, uh, has to be based out of uh, United States? Why? I, I think it's great. They, hey, why not? Yeah. Why not shoot their their TV tapings closer to home? I, I completely agree. And even if they they don't do it every time, just the idea of moving it, I think, is cool. I mean, they've been shooting in Orlando for uh, for a long time. I don't know how long. I, I but I a mean, long time. I, Look, I mean, going back to WCW, I did TV tapings in Orlando. Yeah. Or, uh, and, and, and Universal. And, and the same spot, man. Yeah, and the same spot, yeah. And uh, it, it's, so I think like, one of the cool things that I'm, is happening with Impact right now is um, is Ed and Lynn and, um, and Loudon, like the, the owners of Anthem, in, uh, are working with, uh, with Scott Damore and Big and Sanjay and Jeremy Borash and everybody to change things up, to update the uh, the style of wrestling on Impact, to update the the roster, to update the way that it looks, and to try things like shooting in Ottawa. And I yeah. think anytime there's an organization hell-bent on change, it usually works for the best as long as they don't try to jump outside their means. And those guys all seem like pretty astute businessmen who aren't just throwing money around. They're, they're trying to make Impact better. Huh. Well, because I mean, back in the past, they, you know, um, in previous incarnations of that promotion, like you would think that okay, at times like they wouldn't want to spend any money on on things, but then you would hear about okay, they're spending an insane amount of money on okay, they paid Johnny Johnny uh, Fairplay three hundred thousand dollars. Well, let's be honest, that was yes, Johnny Fairplay guys, yes. Back what? in the day, <laughs> I ain't even shitting you. I oh, mean, good, good for him, but that, I mean, when, when he Try, told me that, that's, that's the hell of a negotiation. <laughs> yeah, he, I, I don't. It's, it, she was a mark for the uh, being on. Uh, that was Survivor. Survivor, that was a yeah. that was a Dixie call, right? Yes, and it was. I guess her family is money, so. She... <laughs> <laughs> good, uh, good for Johnny Fairplay. Yeah, well, Man, that was... money ain't gonna spin itself. <laughs> that's well, it kind of maybe. <laughs> So Let's think about money. Maybe it can. When you're talking about the, uh, you know, evolving the style, like what, can you elaborate on that a little more? Um, Eli Drake's a good example. I mean, so the uh, the match that we had at Victory Road. Um, okay, so I've got a lot of philosophies about about like wrestling in general. Take yeah. uh, take your standard match from the '90s or 2000s. Um, there's like babyface heel. Babyface uh, starts a comeback. There's a bump and feed and some some falsies, all that stuff. Yes. Um, personally, I think a lot of times that's outdated. I, I don't think that uh, a lot of crowds at Wrestle Circus, Wrestling Revolver, PCW respond to a, a bump and feed the way that they did back in the day because the fans are different. The fans are changing, and as performers in the ring, 
if your job is to give the fans what they want and they aren't responding to that, it's your responsibility, in my opinion, to change what you're doing. I think Impact had been lagging for a while. And um, in doing, like, you know, tackle drop down hip toss... The stuff, stuff like that that just, just seems like... Just the routine shit, man. I, yeah. get, I, I get on my soapbox about this. There's way too much routineness about what's going on in, in, the, in the ring. Right. And and so between that and the style of wrestling, the style of booking, I, I feel like they'd kind of been coasting and it kind of felt to me like you're watching like an episode of Smoky Mountain Wrestling or something. Yeah. So at the tapings, I I really feel like they, they brought in a bunch of guys from AAA... Um, I tried hard when I was there to do stuff that was outside of the box, to do stuff that wasn't routine, and um, the the management and the the talent roster to me all seemed like everyone kind of started getting the idea that like, hey, like we all got to band together and um, to level up this organization to make people respond to it better, to get better ratings. We all need to work together to change, and that's that's kind of what I mean. It by uh, by the wrestling changing and evolving, yeah, and I feel like it's 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 started. Yeah, I was talking to, to to Austin when I was on 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 Steve Austin's show a couple months back, and and we were talking about the New Japan uh, shows from was it Long Beach? Long Beach, yeah. 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 Anyways, and and so we got to talking about like selling and and how like uh, you know the selling there is is like people go oh no one they're not selling right it's just they're selling different yeah. And 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 I I agree with Steve on that. Like I think it should evolve and and uh, and just not just be that same old routine way of selling too. Look at the you know all to, to me like the the New Japan psychology is not like uh, shine bad guy cheats and heat. It just seems like both care like both people in the ring get heat. Yeah, like it's not like they're it's there's just two one big guy, stars, right? Yeah, there's like two two stars, and both the stars are doing their shit, and neither one of them is like uh, like firing up like like steamboat yeah. and um, throwing arm drags, because that's what worked for steamboat in the seventies, and you're not supposed to try to be something that already happened, because like steamboat was a huge star, huge, and um. I, I love watching him, and I, I think that he's he's a genius, and a, he's uh, he was on the cutting edge at the time. But you have to realize you can't do what worked for him because the time is different. And with New Japan, I think that uh, their psychology has evolved, and now it's like on the New Japan is specifically on the cutting edge. It's one yes. of the coolest shows to watch, one of my favorites at least. Yeah, it is. Uh, just the the overall presentation of pro wrestling, how they do it. it yeah, I, I'm a big fan of. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Well, another company working along the partnership with AAA and Global Force is Pro Wrestling Noah in Japan. Have you had any talks of going and touring with them, perhaps? Um, no, specifically um, not yet. Although everybody knows in uh, within the organization that I would love to wrestle in Japan. Nice, nice. that's awesome. Yeah. Huh? I'm surprised you have, you've been there for Vince, though, right? Yeah, I've been there maybe a dozen times for, for Vince yeah. and, and done the WWE shows there. And I had a, I had a bunch of good ones and some fun times. But outside of that, I haven't been back. Uh, you used to write inappropriate things on autographs for children? Oh, yeah. You remember that story? I do. Do you want to share that story? Yeah, please do. Yeah, well, okay. So, I mean, uh, this yeah, make one of my favorite bad. things. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but, but I was a heel. Like, uh, Johnny Nitro is a douchebag. Um, is, uh, I used to love it when, like, 
kids in Japan would ask for an autograph. They'd yeah. be really excited, like, "Oh, Johnny Son, autograph!" Please. And then um, you could write right on the front of their shirt, like, "I'm a huge d bag," or "I lick assholes." Oh. And, uh, and then the little kids would be super excited because they couldn't read it. They'd be like, "Look!" Oh, that's, that's so bad. <laughs> Wow. So bad. It's a little thing, so come on. But I was a heel at the time. You're supposed to be a bad guy. I look assholes, though, really? Well, yeah. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> hey, done, done everybody? I would just, you could think of the funniest, the funniest things to write. They get really excited because they couldn't read it. Uh, oh. Have you ever had a fan come back and be like, why did you write this? <laughs> I was just thinking, hey, I, hope, I hope none of those kids are listening to this. Cause, cause, um, sorry. Hey, how was it? How was it? Uh, how uh, was it teaming with uh, Joey Mercury again? Oh yeah, how was um, that, man? amazing. First of all, um, first of all, I was a little jealous. He's in better shape than I am he now. Looks Did you really see his abs? Yeah, I was good like, I was supposed to be the ab guy on the team. <laughs> He's got me beat. Uh, it was it was cool. Like um, I think that's one of the cool things about wrestling. I mean, we had such a we've had such a, a crazy uh, career, the two of us, and we were like <coughs> best friends for like two years. We traveled together, uh, we rode together, we wrestled together, like every show for two years, and then. He got let go, and I stayed, and he came back, and we, we traveled again for a few months, and he got let go again and was gone for a while and came back as an agent. And um, we've, we've had this like long-term friendship, but um, that was the first time for, uh, for APW up there in San Francisco that, that him and I had, had tagged together in over 10 years. And, oh, so uh, it must have been really fun, huh? It was super fun. And it felt like a... It was cool because it felt like we picked up where we left off. Like all of the Eminem offense, like we both remembered it. Our timing was on point. Oh, good. It was it was cool. I'm looking forward to doing more. And did more you have to Joey. like break out the old gear out of the moth mothballs, or like did you get new <laughs> shit made? How'd that go? Um, I I had like a, I gave him some I gave him some matching tights that, okay. that I had that uh, so we both ended up wearing like matching stuff. The uh, I'm not gonna like dig through my my basement and see if I still have some of that stuff because I sold a bunch of the old uh, Eminem gear. And I still have some of it, but I think you're right. You might be like half, uh, half eaten by moths and stuff. Maybe. Yeah. Speaking of gear, Taya's got a new look with new robes and new gear. Who has more expensive gear, you or her? <laughs> um, I mean, me for sure. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's a, she's she's really good about getting her gear made, and um, I've I think when when I was on the road, I just kind of got accustomed to saying like, I want. Like, I want the most expensive gear. I don't care if you have to use, like, real silver on this code. I don't care about anything. And since she spent all those years in Mexico, she got really good at negotiating and keeping costs down. And the person that's making her gear is a seamstress in Mexico City that she's really tight with. And um, I started going to Taya's person to get stuff made because of that. Because she's she's talented and she's inexpensive. What's the most expensive gear you have? Are you uh... For a coat and a pair of tights, there was one that I paid 10k for. Holy shit! Hey, so in WWE, quietly. <laughs> in WWE, did you use one of the seamstresses? And if you did, I guarantee you, I can guess which one. Yes, go for it, Julie. Yeah, she's the best. <laughs> yeah, so good. Did you ever yeah. run into any? Did you ever run into any problems uh, with having like rhinestones on your gear? Like have. I mean, there was other people that ran into problems because they would cut their faces when I kicked them. <laughs> it's not my problem, though. You know what I mean? Um, actually, that, that happened a couple times where we got like a little bit too crazy with the rhinestones and the studs, and um, I had to specifically back down and use less backing and use different kinds of studs, things that were flat instead of pointy, for that specific reason. Hey, did you have your own like 
area and Julie's like big box for all your stuff. Big box. Like that oh, yeah. just came out really <laughs> no, like wrong. I, my, I, had, uh, I had the most stuff inside Julie's box. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? For the, for the longest time. Um, <laughs> seriously, just talking about the coats. I, I was just thinking you probably took over Sean, uh, Sean Michael's spot. On yeah. That, I on had that a box. Or in um, that box. In, you know what I mean. <laughs> for uh, there was like I left at the end of 2011, and um, when uh, when Lucha started in 2014, my my stuff still took up half of her box. And, uh, <laughs> and I, I went back to to Raw and um, when they were in LA and like and finally cleared out. It was three years. It was traveling around. Um, and um, you helped her clean out the box. Yeah, we helped to help to clean out the box. Sean's right. <laughs> never Julie, not going to find that. Fun. We love you. We love you, Julie. <laughs> if you're listening to this. Um, yeah, I, I would, uh, I would love to get her to, to make me some more stuff. I'm, fingers are crossed that something like that could happen. Oh yeah, we day. used to try it when we went to WCW. They had no seamstress there, and it was obvious if you ever watched. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. everyone was wrestling in a t-shirt or jeans. like, or you know, I used to have, like Conan would bring me gear from Mexico that somebody would make. You know? Yeah, like because because like they did like Julie. I'm probably gonna get some. No, I don't. Whatever. Um, they were making Kevin and Scott's gear for him still. Right. Inside. Yeah. Gotcha. Shh, don't tell anyone. Oh. That was a long time ago. Oh, yeah. Trouble. <laughs> so. so <laughs> for clarification purposes, I just want to know, so are you signed with GFW or are you working through the relationship with AAA? The relationship with... Okay. I like how you said you're very, like, proper. AAA. Yeah. Oh. Well... Yeah. <laughs> no, the relationship with AAA. Yeah, okay. AAA. Got it. Got it. Got it. Oh really? So there's no direct uh, there's so, this deal with uh, with uh, be- between um, myself. Actually, that's what I was doing up there. Like was was talking about that specifically. Uh, but um, okay. for the for the past tapings, it was just through Triple A. Triple A. Triple A. Triple A. Yeah. Hey man, you know like last time you were on, I had a great time talking, and, and a lot of people that listen had a great time. Uh, hearing us talk about like movie fights and all that. Oh yeah, fun. yeah. Oh, we were talking. You you mentioned uh, Chinese opera. Yeah, Chinese opera. Chinese school opera. And all opera. That. But uh, earlier, like we were talking about Johnny names, and you brought up Johnny Mnemonic. Johnny Mnemonic. Yeah. 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 And then I was, the the only thing I was going to say about Chain Reaction was um, we were talking about this before before we started was <laughs> the reason it was one of my favorite Keanu movies yeah. is because there's like this one scene with a. Uh, the Russian scientist who's got like these crazy whiteboards and he's like I've spent my entire life trying to figure out the formulas and I just can't make it work and um, Keanu Reeves walks up with like a piece of chalk he's like oh bro you know what I think your variable on this thing was supposed to be on this equation here and if you do this it balances the entire equation and the guy's like you just solved my life's work I can't do anything and he like balanced the whole thing (laughs) unbelievable is it funny to you that Keanu Reeves is solving this guy's life work? Is that what makes it funny? The accents mostly. <laughs> but yeah, both. So, <laughs> and in like two seconds. Just, <laughs> if, if you haven't already seen them, there's just two two uh, two flicks I, I want to recommend to you. And they're, they're from South Africa from like the 70s. And Ooh, okay. Kill or Be Killed and Kill and Kill Again. Was I haven't seen either James of them. Ryan is the star of it. Okay, and it's some of the coolest fight stuff from like it's so ahead of its time. You, I think I gotta, you gotta. Someone's gotta tell me that after the show. Yeah, kill or be killed, or, and kill and kill again with Paul Ryan. J- James Ryan. Just kidding. Yeah. James Ryan. James Ryan. Yeah, not Anyways. the. I'm surprised you haven't seen <laughs> yeah. those yet. You're gonna no, love gotta, those. Yeah, I'm excited, man. Yeah. Dang, that's all right. Cool. I'm gonna watch those tonight. No. Hey, 
anything else anybody wants to uh before we let to, you go yeah because are you going to ambush him with any more questions like the like Denise here with the vampiro question. Oh, yeah, man. Yikes. Stop. I, I, I actually, <laughs> so like some hard-hitting kind actually, of good I, I actually told her to ask that in case she got hot about it. Oh, I, I didn't want to be the one to ask. I could just say, it's, 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 it's a smart move. Yeah, it's a smart move. <laughs> I want to know what it was like traveling with the boogeyman and being on the road with the boogeyman. Uh... Amazing! I'm a huge fan of the Boogeyman in and out of the ring. Me um, too. Yeah, he's. Have you have you had him on the show? Not no. yet. No. I was just with him uh, uh, a few uh, weeks back. Really? Yeah. Um, he like uh, hit my man. There's there's times where like uh, Eminem would ride with with Boogie and Bobby Lashley, and um, there was there was one time like um, we walked into uh, and they were they're splitting a room, and this is after like like Boogie used to split rooms with. Uh, with Paul London and Paul used to tell this like story about how Boogeyman wouldn't sleep on the bed he would sleep on the floor because he was like really living the gimmick and a couple times just for no reason in the middle of the night he'd go <laughs> like super loud and um we walked into the room one time and uh the Boogie and, and Bobby Lashley are just like in the middle of like the most epic chess game like uh the room smells like gimmicks they're uh, they're playing chess and they're just like chopping it up and talking and um it it was it was really cool because he's actually a really intelligent guy and uh like a sensitive guy too very and yes. um that's a, i think something that's uh that's lost because his character is so different than who who marty is at heart um anyway yeah a lot of respect for the boogeyman i he should i would really love to have him on because just like Getting to spend time with him and talk to him, yeah. Uh, after like, okay, we run into each other, you know, over a couple of years, but uh, sitting down and talk, what a wonderful guy and what an amazing story too, yeah. you know. And I, man, I got, I, 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 I would, I, if you have him on the show, I'll watch that episode, and listen to it for sure, because oh, I would wow. love to hear his story, yeah. like his whole story. And today. it is a story, and it's his to tell. So I'm not going to yeah. tell any of it. Yeah, exactly. But it's a hell of a story. Wow. So. What else? What's 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 like on on the agenda? I know you're going to go see your acting coach a little bit later. But. Oh yeah, working on the uh, the acting gimmicks. So um, so um, my agenda is pretty similar almost every day. There's a there's a workout. There's some gymnastics, parkour yeah. stuff, and acting acting stuff. Um, <clears throat> How often it, do you train in the ring in your backyard? Um, we usually do like twice a week. Yeah. We usually do like a, I, I usually do like a Tuesday, Thursday, like parkour, like stunt martial arts tricking, and then Monday, Wednesday, like yeah. wrestling stuff. So I'm over at the house and like, and you know, look at the ring and, and then somebody says, oh yeah. And then over there we have the diving station. You know, we got crash like, pads and resis, yeah, like all that's the... the diving station. <laughs> it's 2017, right? <laughs> Not to be confused you with the docking gonna... station. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna get a fight forever chance for headlock. That's a canvas room. So, yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, so yeah, man, all all, all that stuff. I've, I've been uh, I've been working on writing a lot again lately, which has been exciting for me. Like, I haven't uh, I haven't really really wrote full time since I finished uh, Boone, but now I've got a couple other things. I wrote a, a pilot for El Rey called The Availables. Nice. That's kind of like The Expendables, except it's just based on whoever's available. available. Does El Rey know you wrote it for him yet? Oh, they optioned it, yeah. No, nice. we're, we're, we're talking about uh, We're talking about gearing up and shooting it. I, I was hoping to shoot it in uh, November. It's it's pretty far along. Um, What's it about? So so literally, like The Availables is, uh, is about... 
a mall cop who kind of has like a sad life, but he, in his own mind, like wants to do something important. And um, he decides to help this Chinese restaurant owner uh, avoid paying protection money. And um, he protection money from, gotcha. uh, from you know from, from gangsters, sure. typical action movie stuff. So he recruits this team of availables, but unlike the Expendables, like whoever's available is usually like his buddy from the gym or like the GM of like a Kinkos or just whoever. Gotcha. Um, so it's like the B team. Oh yeah, I mean it's like maybe even like C the, the D, D yeah. yeah, low, low, low level stuff. Um, and in the course of these like uh, low level missions, we get like hyper violence and like crazy action and people die, for example. So like one of the episodes has got. Uh, like he gets hired by a girl to get this girl's HDMI cable back from her ex-boyfriend who like wouldn't give it to her and um, he shows up and like the guy says oh he can't have it so he gets the team of availables and then he fights like the the guy's the president of a fraternity Yeah. and there's like a bloody fight between him and like the frat guys and like a bunch of people die but he gets the cable back <laughs> it's all over the HDMI cable yeah it's good stuff yeah. it's like Infinity for El Rey too you know it's like yeah, stylized action stuff violence action comedy does it have a grindhouse feel to it or no? Um, I hope so. Like uh, the uh, we we've interviewed a couple of directors. They 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 said they 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 settled. They broke it down to there's two remaining uh, contenders to be the director of this thing, and uh, they're both super talented. And um, I have I don't do want to talk too much more about it. Cause do you have your preference? Things, for sure, gotcha. I do. And I, I don't want to talk too much more about these things. It's, a, I don't know who they're going to pick, <laughs> and uh, and and B. Um, I mean, I hope we shoot it in November. Uh, I've been working on this for about two years with El Rey, and I don't know if we are or not. I don't know when it's going to happen, but um, hopefully it'll be soon. Nice. Thanks for coming here, man. I appreciate you. Dude, if you want to book Johnny three time, just uh, <laughs> let me know. I, I I love coming down, and um, we live close to each other. And this is like just like a, like ten fifteen minute drive. Yeah. This is super nice, super fun. Yeah, 10, 15-minute drive in L.A. is nothing. Yeah. Just so everyone knows. Nothing like, is that close. It's like a two-minute drive. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Right. So, man, I, I really can't thank you enough. And and, uh, and sincerest congratulations on the success of it. And, oh, also. Uh, oh, I just want to say. June 1st. June first, what? Uh, wedding. Yeah. 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 And can, yeah congratulations. So, congratulations, yeah. man. Happened. Taya yes. and Johnny Mundo. Taya Mundo or John and Kira? Taya, Taya, and the Knot. Taya, the Knot. Oh, <laughs> could be the episode name. Taya yeah. and the Knot. Yeah, you were gonna come down and celebrate with us at Get, get High and Watch Wrestling, but we had to cancel. Oh yeah, yeah. Next time, if you guys, if you guys get get high and watch wrestling again, um, sign us up. Okay, for sure. We can do that in private too. <laughs> <laughs> sign us up for either way. Yeah. Cool, man. Oh yeah, and also. Um, you guys were in Walmart, right? Uh, the Boone was uh, oh, yeah. sold, out sold out at Walmart. Yeah, yeah. Boone, uh, had Boone sold another. out of Walmart uh, really quickly, which is uh, which is cool. One because like Walmart underestimated, which is awesome, and two because it sold out. And uh, it's uh, I've I've been so so happy and so impressed with how well Boone's done. And um, Vision Films and Sony both have gone out of their way to say like. Uh, it's a little bit of a backhanded compliment, but they kept saying, "Man, Boone has done so much better than we expected." Exactly, <laughs> which is awesome. Yes. So. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, let's let's do the whole obligatory. Give us all the social media and everywhere we can find you and sure. pro wrestling tea, whatever the hell you got going on. You got some teas on that pro wrestling tea site. Yeah. I got some merch on Bottom Line merch, Cold Cuts merch. There's Boone shirts on there. You can follow me on Twitter at the Real Morrison. You can follow me on Instagram at John Hennigan. You can watch me on Wednesdays, specifically tonight, 
whether or not it's already happened, on the El Rey Network at 8 p.m. tonight is the season finale of Lucha Underground Season 3. You can watch me on Thursdays on Pop TV on Impact. You can check out my Facebook page, which is John Morrison, the real one, not one of the fakes. And you can check out my movie, Boone the Bounty Hunter, please, on uh, Amazon iTunes. It's available on DVD at Walmart Dollar General. If you see it and you like it, please review it online on all the sites because it helps more than you know. I bought it on YouTube. YouTube too. Yeah. So uh, right. this weekend, Saturday, October twenty first, Sean will be at Pro Wrestling Empire in a tag match. Sunday, October twenty second, Old Forge, Pennsylvania for Powerbomb TV. You're not wrestling; you'll just be hanging out. Saturday, October twenty eighth, Fan HQ at Eden Prairie. That's the thing you were talking Thank about you. last week. <laughs> yeah. Sunday, October twenty ninth, Heavy on Wrestling in Duluth, Minnesota, and then the seminar for uh, the Pro Re- the School of Pro Wrestling Academy in Minnesota on October thirtieth. Yes. Ken Anderson and uh, Ken Anderson, Davari and, and Molly Holly School. Oh, I gotta yeah. go out there. I've heard really good things about that place. Yeah, I'm having a, a seminar, but it's gonna be open to the general public as well. Awesome. Yeah. So tell them all I said. Hey, I will. Follow and me on so, Twitter at Jim Oldenburg. Yeah. And you guys can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo and on YouTube Denise Salcedo. And you can find find me <laughs> everywhere at Sundown Motel, Uprocks.com, Spandex.com. Cool. TK. Uh, so you can so you can follow us on AfterBuzz TV on Twitter, uh, the real XPOC on IG XPOC one two three sixty, Facebook XPOC one two three sixty, and also don't forget to sign up for the newsletter. Um, we do look uh, for iTunes five stars, nothing less. And on your comments on YouTube, we do read them, we do appreciate them, good or bad, well preferably good. But you know, we like all that stuff. And you can follow me on everything at TK Trinidad, and also check me out on TMZ. Oh, all right, well. We'll see you all right here next week on X-Pac 12360. Suck it. <laughs> From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Sean Waltman, producers Jimbo Frank and TK Trinidad, managing producer of AfterBuzz TV Wrestling Mark Donica, and the entire X-Pac 12360 staff. We would like to thank you for tuning in. Like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube. Follow XPOC on Twitter at TheRealXPOC and email us at XPOC12360show at gmail.com. This has been a presentation of the AfterBuzz TV Network. Buzz you later!